Okay, today we're going to start at the top of Lama Zayinum at Aleph. Uh, just as a quick reminder here of the Sugya, so far we've dealt with the concept of Heter Mitzdar of the Isur. We're going to introduce a new concept today called Tam Kikar, another important principle in the Tarobah. So how does Heter Mitzdar of the Isur, which we've been discussing until now, works that even when you have Isur, something that is Asur and is restricted from the person from eating, and together with it we have mixed in Heter, so the good case that we have by Nazir is, again, bread that's soaked in wine. So the wine is what's restricted to the Nazir. Nevertheless, if we say, Heter mitzdarf Isur, we're going to say that the bread now becomes like, takes on the properties of the Isur. And since it takes on the properties of the Isur, when the Nazir eats the wine and the bread, he's going to be over when he completes a kazayit. That kazayit can be made up of the wine and the bread, not just the wine itself. And how do you measure, since uh, wine is a liquid, how do you measure that? So you take a uh, a beaker full of uh, wine or a cup full of wine and you pop an olive into it. And whatever wine is displaced from it, that's what we know is a kazayas worth of wine. So somehow between the kazayas worth of wine, volumetrically, because it's a liquid measurement, and the bread together as a solid measure, they can together combine to make a kazayas. That's what's had there, mitzdaris, the isur. Today we're going to introduce something called tamki ikar. Kikar is that we have the object that is actually Asur. But we know that the items that are Asur also have the ability to impart flavor beyond where they are extant. For instance, if you have a piece of meat in a uh, chillant, so that piece of meat, if it's a meat is of Isur, right, that the meat, not only does it affect itself, meaning that it's Asur to eat it, but also affects all the potatoes and barley and everything else that's in the chillant because that meat imparts flavor to the other items there. And if we have a principle called tam, when the flavor is ki'ikar, like the original, like the original isur. So that's what we're going to talk about today, about this principle called tam ki'ikar. So Abaye, who until now has been challenging the uh, position of Rabbi Abau, as well as the Iri, that heter mitzvah the isur is limited to a number of cases, either just nazir, or the possibility that it's also nazir, or on the mitzbeach and chameit. But that's it, not extensive. So until now, Abayah was challenging that position and bringing questions from a number of Mishnayos and Truma, and then the Gemara rejected it. Now Abayah is going to take a different tack and say, how do you know that the limud by Nazir is used for Heter Mitzvah Pleaser? Maybe the limud by Nazir is used to learn this other principle called Tam Kikar. Then we're going to start. We're going to start two, four, five lines down in the Gemara. On Lamed Zion, on Allah. How do you know that that's what this Mishrat by Nazir has come to teach you, that Heter is mitzvahifli Isur, when it comes to Isur, right? Dilma, litain tam ki'ikar huda'ata. Maybe it's come to teach us the principle that the tam, the flavor, has the same properties as the Isur itself. Ulebaye, so the Gemara explain. Ulebaye mi karakakashile maidakama rabdimi. Until this point, Rabbi Dimi, who I present in the position of Rabbi Abau and Ziiri, so Abai was challenged by that, saying that Hetem Mitzvah Pleaser was only limited to a couple of cases. So first he asked for Katamotivle, Kohalein Tiyufta, and he asked all these questions that we had until now on Daf Lamed Vav. Now, Hadar Amalei, and so Hadar Amalei, Ten Tam Kitar, Bata Dushani After Ravdimi answered all his questions with regards to Hetem Mitzvah Pleaser, he's taking a new tact and saying, well, Maybe, after all these answers, maybe the reason that we have Mishrat by Nazir is not to teach us Heter Mitzvah Pleaser, but rather to teach us Tam Ki'ikar. Amalei, Dilma, Litain Tam Ki'ikar, Hudata. Maybe that's what's from. For the Tanya, because we have a Bryce that suggests such. We have a Bryce that says the word Mishrat, the soaking of the wine into the bread. Maybe by Nazir, Mishrat means Litain Tam Ki'ikar, that the flavor of the wine 
makes it like the wine itself. If you soaked grapes in water, and now this water takes on the properties of the grapes, Chayab, and Nazir can't eat it. Even though the grapes are now gone, we've taken the grapes away, so they are now, there's no Isir that's still here. Yet the flavor of the Isir is still remaining, and that is going to be Asur because of Tam, the flavor, Kikar, is like as if the original Isir is there. And from a Nazir, you're going to learn out to everywhere else in the Torah. Just like Nazir, that it's Isra, it's not forever. Vain Isra, Isra, no, and it's Isra, it's not for no. It's Hetel Isra, and it's Isra can be removed. Asabo Tam Gigar, over there from the word Mishrat, we learn that the flavor is just like the Isra itself. Kilaya Kerem, when we come to Kilayim by Kerem, where you plant a wheat and a vine of grapes that are together in the same field. So those grapes that are come from there are Yisram Yisrolam, they're Usr forever, Yisram Yisrolam Naya, and they're also Usr Bana, Veinetel Yisrolam, and there's no removal of that Yisr, and Udin Shasibotam Kikar, certainly it should be Tam Kikar, it should apply over there, Vuhuadin La Arlo Bishtayim, and two of these apply by Arlo. So I purposely did not explain what each of these principles are. Now we saw three things by Nazir. There are a number of ways to explain this according to the Rishonim. What I'm going to do is I'm going to actually give you three explanations. The first explanation is from the Rashi and Sachim. The second one from the Tosos and Sachim. And the last one from the Tosot over here. Just to know that there are other explanations, I just want to point to you out what some of these explanations are. And we'll explain the Gemara according to each of these three explanations. So Rashi and Sachim says, what does it mean that there is Isuran Isurolam? What does it mean that by Nazir, that it's Isur is not forever? That's because, why? Kamat Perish. That you can, you can take an Isirut for a limited amount of time and then it expires. So it's not an Isurolam because there's an expiration of the Isirut. And now, Vyesh Hetel Isuro, you can also remove the Isur of Nazir. How's that done? That's done by Hataras Nidarim. You can do Hataras Nidarim, Goko Achacham, and you can be Ma'akir Nizirut. So even though there's an Isura that's here and present now, there's an ability to remove that Isura, Ayyadeh, Hataras, Nidarim. And <clears throat> the last one, obviously, which is that it's not Asur Behana, we know because by Nizirut, the only restriction is eating, but not Isur Hana. So now, what do we say that by Kilayim, it has all three of these properties. One is that it's an Isur Olam, that Kilayim Kerem wants it Asur. When you plant a Chita and Chartan, you plant wheat, and a seed of a grape together, then they're usur forever. Number two is <coughs> that it's also, it does not have a head to the Yisrael. There's nowhere to remove the Yisr of Kileakarim. And number three is that it has an Yisr Hanal. Now, which two of these apply by Orla? So the way Rashi learns himself, and the two that apply by Orla is this. That you have these two applications by uh, Orla. What is that? The Yisrael and Yisr Hanal. Number one is that Orla has an Isra Hanah. Then, number two, the Inheterli Surot. That in the first three years, there's no way to remove the Isra Orla from them. So even, no matter what you do, you can't remove it. But their Isra is not an Isra Olam, it's not an Isra forever, because after the first three years, Orla is no longer applicable. So that's the way Rashi explains our Gemara. The problem with Rashi's shot, obviously, is that until now, we've been dealing with the fruits. You know, when you're dealing with Kileakarim, you're dealing with the produce of the Kileakarim. When you're dealing with the Nazirim, the grapes that are the produce. And then Rashi, by the Orla, switches to the tree itself. Right? Aren't you talking about the fruits that are usher? The tree itself is not usher. But in Rashi says that, well, by Orla, it's not an Easter Olam because the tree, after the third year, can produce fruit that is mutar. Why is that relevant to something that is Orla today? Something that's Orla will remain Orla forever. Based on the qu- that question, 
that the Rabbeinu Tam explains the sugya a little differently. So the Rabbeinu Tam in the Gemara Pesachim explains it as such that when it says Perush, when Rabbeinu says Perushu Adin La'orlo B'Shtayim Hainu B'Shnat Arba that's when we're talking about fruits in the fourth year meaning that when you have Orlo of fruits that come out in the fourth year then there is <coughs> still a Yitzir Hano on these fruits right, so that's one and what's the second part? The Hainu B'Shtayim Aradish Heterling Suro there is a way to remove this Yitzir and what is that? That way to remove it is to do pidyon, to redeem it, or bring it up to Yerushalayim, and you can eat it in Yerushalayim, because it's called Neta Revai. And since it's Neta Revai, so therefore, when we say that Yisra, Yisra will, um, if they remain in their state that they are today, that Yisra will be there forever. But there is a Heter Yisra, which is what? That you're able to redeem them, or take them up to, up to Yerushalayim, and then they are mutar to eat. So that's how the Rebbeinu Tam explains the two by... <coughs> the two by Orla. The two that applied by Orla is that number one, there's Nisr Hana, because even the fourth year, when it's at the Revai, there's still an Isr Hana. And number two is that Isram Isr Olam, as long as they remain at the Revai, they're Usr forever. That Isr will never go away. But there is a Hetter Isro, which is that there's a way to remove the Isr, and that's either by redeeming them and putting that Isr onto the money, or by taking them up to Shalayim, then they become. Mutartit. Not that the Netherabai, the status of Netherabai doesn't go away. That's Yisrael Misrolam. But there is a Heter Yisrael that you're restricted from eating them. That can be removed by bringing them up to Yushalayim. That's the way the Rebbeinu Tam learns. The last Pshat we'll bring over here. Again, in the, the Tosos and Pshatim, there are another two Pshatim that they give to this Gemara. The last one I'll give over here is in the Tosos and Laman Zayin Amad Alice, towards the end of the Tosos, Behuad Din Orla B'Shtayim. Towards the end of the Tosos, it says, Ba'arav Yomtom Ben Arav Yehuda Perish. He explains, Sheesh Heterli Yisro. Doesn't mean like we've been explaining to now, Heterli Yisro by, by, by Nazar means that you can do Hataris Nadarim, but rather, Shemutarli Grom Yisro. You're allowed to create such an Yisro. So by Nazir, you're allowed to create a Nizirut. Even though that restricts you in wine, we still allow you to take a Nether Nizirut. And the same is true by Orla. We allow, you're, you're allowed to create Orla. You're allowed to plant a tree that will end up producing Orla. That is Mutar. Which is not true by Kilei HaKerem. By Kilei HaKerem, right? You can't. We there's no permission to plant it. There's an Isra even in planting. Not just in producing the Kilei HaKerem, but even in planting the Kilei HaKerem, then there is an Isra. You don't have the right to create such an Isra. You don't have the right to create such an Isra. Now, if we read back through the Gemara, again, again, there are three different Peshatim here, but we'll make it, uh, we'll read it again like Rashi. Now, quickly, just through this uh, Gemara. So now, the Gemara wants to learn that Tamki'ikar, this principle of Tamki'ikar comes from Nazir, and since this principle comes from Nazir, we're now going to apply it everywhere else uh, throughout the Surim Be'olam. And the Gemara says it's a Kabbalah Homer that it should apply in other places. Why? Because Nazir, when it comes to Nazir, First of all, it ain't Yisro Yisro Olam. It doesn't have an Yisro that lasts forever, meaning because it ends after the period of the Nazirut. Vain Yisro Yisro Olam. There's no Yisro Olam for a Nazir. To get benefit from wine products, you just can't eat them. Be'ish heter Yisro. Again, now there's a way to remove the Yisro. So now we had a different ways of learning this. One is that a Tataris Nadarim can remove this Yisro. Or according to the Rav Yom Tov in the Tosos, this means that you're allowed to create the Yisro through the Nether Nazirut. So now, Asabatom Ki'ikar, and there we have the principle by Nizirut that there's Tam Ki'ikar, Kila'akarim. When it comes to Kila'akarim, Shisaram Yisrolam. First of all, when you have a mixture of wheat and grapes, those grapes, that produce is Asar forever, which is not true of Nizirut. Number two is Yisrolam Yisrolam. Not only is there an Yisrolam to eat them, it's also an Yisrolam to get any benefit from them. 
And number three is, in heter li isuran. There's no heter li isuran, meaning that they can never remove that iser. So, in udin, she has to go tam kikor, then certainly the principle that flavors is like the actual iser itself should apply there. Vuazin orla, and orla has this, bishtayim, and two of these. What are the two that orla matches up to a kilakram with? Meaning that which two does it have that are uh, not like nazir? So number one we said is, what, one is that they, and this is what the Rishonim are disagreeing about, one is that it's possibly that heter li'isuro, that does have a heter li'isuro. Rabbeinu Tom, what does it mean, heter li'isuro? Heter li'isuro means that it can be removed because it's a fruit in its fourth year. We're talking about orlo in its fourth year. And in the fourth year, you can remove the isur by taking it up to Yushalayim, and therefore you can eat it. Or you can take it, uh, you can be potent, you can redeem it and remove the isur. The way the... Uh, Rabbeinu Yom Tov is going to learn this is what? There's Heterli Yisuro just like Nazir. Why? Because you're allowed to create Orla. Just like you're allowed to create an Enerzirut that has Yisurim, you're allowed to create Orla by planting a tree that has Yisurim. And the way Rashi learns it in Psachim, Heterli Yisuro means what? That you're, after the third year the tree now becomes mutter to eat its fruits. So it's not referencing the fruits themselves, but rather the tree. There's a time point where the fruits or the produce of the tree do become mutar. So now, so now it goes Amalei Helmira Bonon. So one of the Rabbanon explains Rabbi Bo Kikamar Le Rabbi Akiva. When Rabbi Abo said that we learn Mishrat by Nozir to teach us Hetzer Mitzvah Le Isser and not and not not Tam Kikar, is one like the position of Rabbi Akiva. The Rabbanon disagree. The Rabbanon used the word Mishrat to teach us Tam Kikar, whereas Rabbi Akiva uses the word Mishrat to teach us Hetzer Mitzvah Le Isser. So the says, Hi Rabbi Akiva, which Rabbi Akiva teaches this? If you think it's Rabbi Kiva of our Mishnah on this Perek, we have a Mishnah, Rabbi Kiva Mer, even if he soaks his bread and wine, and together it makes up a Kazayat, so that sounds exactly like Hetzer Mitzvah, that the bread and the wine together create a Kazayat. So Mar says, right? So how do you know that that is true? Dilma, right? Who the Ika Kazayat Veinah. Maybe when he says there's a kazayas, he doesn't mean that you have to have a kazayas of the bread with the bread. He says maybe he requires a kazayas of wine by itself. Who says that Rabbi Akiva is saying both the wine and the bread make up the kazayas? Maybe it's just the wine that makes up the kazayas. Chitema, if that's the case, Maila Memro. What's the Chiddush of Rabbi Akiva then? If, the, if Rabbi Akiva is just simply saying that you need a kazayas of wine, of course. I mean, why? of course that makes you a sore. Why would you need Rabbi Akiva to teach that? Why it says, Lafukemitanakama to exclude or to go against the position of the Tanakama. Because the question is, what measurement are we using when it comes to the Isser Yayin by a Nazir? So the Tanakama says, It's based on a Reviyat Alug, like other liquid Isserim. Any Isser that deals with liquids comes with Reviyat Alug. So it's those who are here by Nazir, it's Reviyat Alug. And Rabbi Akiva comes along and says, No, the measurement for Nazir is not in Reviyat and liquid measurements, but rather in solid measurements. It has to be the size of a Kazayat. So that's the Chesher of Akiva, that it's a Kazayat wine that makes you usher, not that it's Heter Mitzar of Liser. So, Ella, so where can we learn this from? Rabbi Akiva the Braitha. In the Braitha, Rabbi Akiva explicitly says that it's Heter Mitzar of Liser. The Tanya, you have a Braitha, Rabbi Akiva Omer, Nazir Shishar Apito Bayayin, and Nazir that soaked his bread and wine, Achel Kazayat Mipat Umiyayin. So here he says explicitly, it's not that he eats a Kazayat from the wine, but he eats a Kazayat from the bread and the wine together. Chayat. In that case, he is Chayat. Because there you have Heter Mitzdarf Le'isur. So now we see, when Rabbi Abou says that, the principle of Heter Mitzdarf Le'isur is learned out of the word Mishrat by Nazir. That's according to Rabbi Akiva. Whereas according to the Rabbana, the word Mishrat is used to teach us, ta, teach us Tam Ki'ikar. 
Now, if Rabbi Akiva uses the word Mishrat by Nazir to teach us Heter Mitzrat Lisur, then Litain Tam Kikar Minole. Where does he learn out the principles that the Chachamim have that Tam is Kikar? The flavor is like the Ikar Isur. So, first of all, why don't we ask? Maybe Rabbi Akiva doesn't hold of Tam Kikar. There's an important Tosfos over here. If you look down at the bottom uh, Tosfos on the page about Tom Kikar, I mean, like, Bim Tomar, if you say the Dilma Lay maybe Rabbi Akiva doesn't hold a Tom Kikar. Vishlomar Devadai, Idolosh Meinon Mikra Achrina, Mikra Achrina, had Rabbi Akiva not learned out from somewhere else Tom Kikar, of a Muki Mishra, the Hetemitzraf the Easter. He never would have learned out Hetemitzraf the Easter from the word Mishrat. Meaning a Tom Kikar is much more of a basic principle, that the flavor is like the. Ikar Isur is a more basic uh, din, and it's a bigger Chiddush to say that Heter is Mitzrat the Isur. So if Rabbi Akiva had a choice of learning out these two things from the word Mishrat, he would have opted for Tam Ki Ikar. The fact that he does not opt for Tam Ki Ikar means that he must know that from somewhere else. And that's why he's using Mishrat to teach us Heter Mitzrat the Isur. The Tvei have a Mistaver Lukmei Mishrat Litein Tam Ki Ikar. Give the Ishbi Isur Atzmo Kezayis, because there the Isur itself is in the Kezayis. Oh, Sheinu Be'ein. It's just not physically in front of us. It's not present of a tamo, but just its flavor. Whereas by Hetzman Sarf the Easter, you only the Easter is only a portion of the measurement that is creating the Isur. So since it's a bigger Khirish to say Hetzman Sarf the Easter, Rabbi Akiva would have opted like the Rabbanan to use the word Mishrat for Tam ki ikar, had it not been that he learnt it from somewhere else. So therefore the Gemara asks now, where else did he learn Tam ki ikar from? So the Gemara says, Yolif me Basar Bakalov, maybe he learnt it out from meat and milk. Lav tam ba'almahu isn't by milk and meat. It's just if the meat gives flavor into the milk, the milk becomes oser be'baser be'chalav, even though the milk's not the meat's not there. Be'baser hachanami lo shna. So maybe also over here too. Notin tam kikar will apply in other places. So the Gemara says Rabbanu be'baser chalav lo gamrinon. Why does the Rabbanan learn out from baser be'chalav? They have that option. I mean, if Rabbi Kiva has the option to learn it out from baser be'chalav, where only flavor makes the baser and chalav asur. Not that you have to actually have meat and milk together, but even the flavor of milk in the meat or the flavor of meat in the milk makes it a sore, or the flavor of the milk in the meat makes it a sore. So why don't they do it? Umar says, because the chiddushu, basar and chalav are a big chiddush. Why are they a big chiddush? What is so unusual about basar and chalav? My chiddushe, ilami the hailuchudeva, hailuchude shari, that meat by itself is mutar. Milk by itself is mutar. But hadeyadadi asur, only when they come together they become asur, but independently they remain mutar. Why says we have another case like that? Kilayim nami. By kilayim, you have the same thing. When the grapes are by themselves, they're mutar. And the grains, when they're by themselves, are mutar. It's only when you bring them together. So why is that such a big chiddush? We see it in other places. Ella, no. The chiddush of Basar B'chalav is how you become chayv in Basar B'chalav. If you soak meat in milk all day, then the meat does not become a sore. Right, because the only way to create the yisur of basar b'chalav is mamashulei bishulei asur. But if you cook it, it becomes asur. The only way to generate the yisur of basar b'chalav, first of all, you're asur if you cook them together, and number two is the only if you eat basar b'chalav that's cooked together are you asur. So that's a chiddush. Basar b'chalav is an unusual chiddush because only derech bishul does the is the yisur created. No other way is the yisur created. So therefore, the rabbanim believed you could not learn out tam ki ikar, even though the principle of flavor applies by basar b'chalav. That's unique to Basar B'chalav because you can't learn from Basar B'chalav to other Isurim because Basar B'chalav is an unusual Isur. It only comes Derech Bisho. So Mara says, well, if it's such an unusual thing that Rabbanan is saying, then how could Rabbi Akiva learn it? Rabbi Akiva Nami Basar B'chalav Chidushu. So if that's the case, even for Rabbi Akiva, Basar B'chalav is an unusual case. If it's an unusual case, 
Rabbi Kiva should also not be able to learn from it. No, Rabbi Kiva learned now Tam from the requirement to kasher the pots of non-Jews. So when he came to the battle with Midian, the uh, Torah says by in Parshat Pinchas, when they battled with Midian after they got the Kalim back from the battle, it says there that they had to kasher all the Kalim. Well, why did they have to kasher the Kalim? Why couldn't they just clean out the Kalim and then use them? Why did they actually have to boil them and put them in the fire to kasher them? Must be that what? There's a problem with the flavor. The flavor that's absorbed in the walls of the Kalim, that flavor causes a problem. So now it says, Right, anything that goes in fire must be purified in the fire, meaning it must be kashered in the fire. Right? Sounds like pots of non-Jews are asur. What's wrong with pots of asur? Asur, isn't it just flavor that's in the walls of the pots? And nevertheless, it's still considered asur. So you see, Tom Kikar, the flavor is enough to create a problem, and that's why you have to kasher the pots of the non-Jews. So hachanami lo shna. So too in any other case, when we have flavor tam, we're going to have in, invoke the principle of tam ki kar. So if that's the case, Rabbi Kiva is learning it out from the pots of midyan or from the kalim of midyan. Why don't the chachamim learn it out from there? Why are they learning it out from nazir and not from of the chachamim? So amalei hotam nami chidushu. Also by midyan, the pots of midyan, that's a chidush. Why is it? We know everywhere else in the Torah that when the flavor turns a negative, meaning that it's no longer a positive addition to the food, right? then it's mutar. I mean, it no longer is considered to be an isur. We learned this out in the Gemara and Avodah Zarah from Nevela, that the Nevela goes to the gear as long as it's still called the Nevela. When's it called the Nevela? When it gives off a positive flavor. But when it no longer gives off a positive flavor, it's no longer called a Nevela. So we see that once the flavor or the positive flavor leaves, it's no longer called... A, a, a Isr. The Isr is no longer extant here. So, so too, also, by Gilei of the Chachavim, right? Asur. Over here, by the Gilei of the Chachavim, even the pots, even though the flavor in the pots might have gone bad already, how does it go bad if it's around for more than 24 hours? Right? That's a general principle by noting Tam, by flavor, that flavor only stays flavorful, or a good flavor for 24 hours. It's called the Ben Yomo, for that day. But after 24 hours, the flavor starts to deteriorate and it no longer imparts a positive flavor. Nevertheless, the, the Torah requires you to kasher the utensils of the Oga Uvdei Kochavim. So you see here that even though it's a chiddish, even though the flavor no longer is a positive flavor, we still require you to kasher it. So since that's a chiddish by the Kalim of Midian, we can't learn from that to other Yisrim Shabbat Torah. Oh, the Rabbi Akiva, Nami HaChidishu? Oh, what's Rabbi Akiva going to do now? If that's the case, Rabbi Akiva also has the same problem, that even though it's no ten time lefgam, even though the flavor is no longer positive, nevertheless we still say you have to kasher the pot. So why does how can Rabbi Kiva use that as a principle to learn all other Yisurim from? No, the way Rabbi Akiva learns, or the way that we learn the sugya by Kelly Midyam is that the Torah only requires you to kasher pots that were used in the last twenty four hours. Pots that were used in the last 24 hours, right, that are lab no tain tam lefkamhu, their flavor is not negative, meaning that their flavor is a positive addition. It's flavorful. So in that case, we require you to kasher the pots. But after 24 hours, we would not require you to kasher the pots. And therefore, it's no longer a chiddish. Because now this, this principle by Kilei Midian, right, is formulated the same way as any other Easter 
throughout Yisrei Torah. Just like other Yisrei Torah, when the flavor goes bad, when the flavor is no longer positive, we say the Yisrei goes away. So to hear by the pots of Midian, if that's the case, if it works within the framework of normal, then we can learn from clay Midian to everywhere other Yisrei. And that's what the Rabbi Kiva is going to do. He's going to say, Tom Kikar, we learn out from the pots of Midian. And then we're going to apply it to all Yisrei Shabbat Torah. Well, if that's the case, then Verabonan. What about the Rabbanan? If that's the case, why don't the Rabbanan agree? So we're running sick. There about Yom Nami, Pagma Purta. That even when we talk about positive flavor, within the 24 hour period, there's still a deterioration of the flavor. So even though in general we say up to 24 hours or Abat Yomo, we say it is a positive, imparts positive flavor to something else, we still know that over that 24-hour period, the flavor is deteriorating. Because otherwise you can't just say at the 24-hour point, all of a sudden the flavor goes bad. That can't be possible. It must be that the flavor is deteriorating over time. And despite this deterioration of flavor, we still say it imparts a positive flavor. And you have to kasher the pot. So the Rabbanim believes still that that the Giulei of the Kachavim, that the kashering the pots of Midian is still a Chiddush. Now here Tosos points out, because just like when you say when all the when the flavor is totally gone, I meaning after 24 hours we say that Shari Rachmana, you don't have to kasher them, maybe we should say the same. Even when a little bit of the flavor is gone already, the Torah doesn't require you to kasher them. The fact that the Torah still requires you to kasher them, that's a Chiddush. So we can't learn from that to other parts of the Torah. But nevertheless, Rabbi Akiva believes that's enough since within the first 24 hours it imparts positive flavor. Therefore, it's not such a big Chiddush that you have to kasher them and therefore you can Im- you can invoke it or use it as the principle of Tamki Ikar to teach us by all Isurim, other Isurim B'Torah. So I'm going to leave Rav Acha, So now we're going to go back to this word Mishrat. So according to the word, from the word Mishrat, the Rabbanan learn out what? That Tam Kikar. That flavor is just like the actual Isur itself. And Rabbi Akiva learns out from Mishrat that Heter is Mitzarif the Isur. Now the Chachamim will learn out Tam Kikar from Nazir, apply it to Kola Torah Kula. They say, when you learn out Tam Kikar from Nazir, that teaches us not only by Nazir, but even everywhere else, all the other Yisrim in the Torah also have that. So now, Rabbi Akiva, when he learns out Heter Mitzdarf Yisur from Mishrat, why doesn't he apply that to all the other places in the Torah as well, all Yisrim Torah Torah? What do we see from Rabbi Akiva? We saw from Rabbi Akiva that he says that it's unique to Nazir. Like Rabbi Abou said that that's only by Heter Mitzdarf Yisur we say by Nazir because of Mishrat, but we don't apply it anywhere else. Why is that? So that's the question here. From the way the Rabbanan used the word Mishrat, or their limud from Mishrat, we should learn to Rabbi Kiva. They use this word Mishrat by Nazir to teach us that Tam is Ki'ikar, that the flavor is like the Ikar Yisur. From there they learn to all other Yisrim Torah. The Rabbi Kiva Nami, the Kamukim, the Haim Mishrat, the Hetzim, the Yisur. Rabbi Kiva uses the word Mishrat to teach us that het there is mitzvah the Easter to create a single unit of Yisur, meaning to, to qualify for the kezayis of Yisur. You can have het there and Yisur mixed together. Why don't we apply it to all other Yisur Mitzvah Torah? Why do we simply limit it to Nazir? So the Gemara says, Amalei Rabbi Kivu says, Mishum Tahave Nazir V'chatas Beis K'tuvim Abayim K'achat Because this limut of het there mitzvah the Yisur appears twice in the Torah. Appears once a limun by Nazir from the word Mishrat, and it also applies by Chatos. And when you have two psukim that teach you the exact same din, it wasn't necessary. Why do you need two psukim to say teach you the same din? So when we have two psukim to teach you the same din, we say, That comes to teach you that this principle is unique to these two cases. It cannot be applied broadly. Nazir Hadamran, we know how we learned out Heter Mitzvah from Nazir, that's Mishrat. We know that from earlier on. 
Chatas Mahi. Where do we learn out Hetem and Scarf from Chatas? Titania, we have a Brysa. Kolashayiga Bibsarai Dash. Anything that touches the meat of the Chatas will become Kodesh. Yachal Afilish Lobala. It seems like even if it didn't absorb whatever it touched, Tamalor Bibsarai. It has to be inside the Bazaar. Achiyavla until it absorbs Bibsarai Dash. Then once it it absorbs of the other item into it, Yikdash becomes Kodesh, the Oz Kamoa, to be similar to it. Shim Psulahi, if the Chatas already is Psula, meaning that it's either Pigol, or it's after the time you're allowed to eat the Chatas, then it's going to affect whatever item it touches, and make it similar to it, and it'll give that flavor. Yipsel, the Im if the Chatas is still edible, but it has a limited time to eat it, meaning a day and a night to be eaten, then, tochal kechomer shabbat, then it will be eaten like the chumras of an eve chatas. For instance, if it's a chatas and a shlamim got mixed together, then the shlamim will be limited in time that you can be eaten by the chatas. So you see from here, heter mitzdarav li'isur by chatas. Now, I will point out here that this gemara is very difficult, because over here, where it seems to be we're talking about flavor and not heter mitzdarav li'isur. Over here, the gemara says, achiv lo bisarad, that's absorb the flavor of the chatas. Or the other way around, the hetter, excuse me, has to be absorbed into the Basar Chatas and then takes on the properties of the Chatas. But over here, it seems to be that we're talking about Belius or absorption, which is talks of passing up flavors. And it's to the extent that the Gemara, it's amazing, if you look in the Gemara in Chulin, that brings this Brysa down, they bring this Brysa as a proof that Tom Kikar. They use this Brysa as a proof for Tom Kikar, that its flavor is like the original Isur, and not for Hetter Mitzdaf Isur. So I see, there, if you look in, there are two answers. Both of them are very difficult. I don't think either of them really answer the question, but it comes from the, one, one of these comes from the Rashi M'sachim. Rashi M'sachim on the Mheyam Aleph, when he's explaining this Gemara, I'll read it to you what the Rashi says. He says, Tochal, when you eat them, you eat them, meaning that when the Basar Chatas gets mixed with the Shlom, you eat them, Tabloat Chachamur Shabbat, the one that absorbed it, eats it, the Chamur Bashar, Yeshba Beid Minim. You have two elements here, Echad Chamur Vechad Kal. One that's more stringent, like the Chat that's going to be written for one day and one night. And Echad Kal, like the Shlamim that can be written for two days and one night. And the whole thing goes after the more stringent one. Alma Heter Mitzdarf Leiser. So from there you can see that Heter is Mitzdarf Leiser. So it sounds like Rashi. I think Rashi is trying at least somewhat to address this issue by saying that what that heter is mitzdar of the iser. How do you how do you see that? Because even though the chatas or the shlamim only absorbed a portion of the chatas over here, nevertheless we say almost the entire piece of the shlamim now takes on the properties of the chatas. That's what it seems to be that Rashi is indicating there. Otherwise, why do you have heter mitzdar of the iser here? You have tam kikar. The flavor of the chatas is now in the shlamim and it's affecting the shlamim. But where do you see heter mitzdar of the iser? The other possibility is it's somewhat marumas in the tosos over here, but the rush himself says it explicitly. If you look in the rush, the rush is, if you go to the widest lines in the Mepharesh, right, in the first of the widest lines in the Mepharesh, in the rush over there, he says, they, if you look in the rush, it says, the Heter Mitzraf the Iser, Ayri. How do you know that we're talking about Heter Mitzraf the Iser here by Chatas? Go on to Nidbak Shuman Ben Zulazu. There was a piece of fat between the Chatas and the Shlamim. So the Tamki Garlo Itzrich, you don't have to teach me about Tamki Ikar, I already know that out of the Kalim of Midjan. So Kol Yisrim Batarah. I don't need it to teach me about I don't need a puzzle for that. Because that's that works. If you want to say so why don't you set it up like So you have two 
So you have two psukim that teach you the same principle of tamki ikar, and we have two psukim teaching the same principle that limits that principle to those two items and no more. So why don't we say tamki ikar is limited by this? Because that's the more obvious limit of the brisa. He says you can't say that. And then we'll apply Heter Mitzarif Leiser to all Yisurim. So this goes back to the Tosus we saw in the Amud Aleph, that what? The Tamki Ikar is less of a Chiddush than Heter Mitzarif Leiser. So you have to pick which of the two you're going to limit. You're better off limiting Heter Mitzarif Leiser than limiting Tamki Ikar. Because Tamki Ikar, right, it's not such a big Chiddush that the flavor should be like the Yisur itself. So there, Tam Kikar, we're going to expand to the whole Torah. We don't want to limit it by saying it's two Ketuvim Bayachat. Hedem Mitzav the Yisra, which is a much bigger Chiddush, we're much more apt to be, to limit it to, um, to being in these two Psukim and limited to these cases. So therefore, the Rosh says, the reason that we say it's Hedem Mitzav the Yisra here and not Tam Kikar is because it makes more sense to limit Hedem Mitzav the Yisra than it does to be limit Tam Kikar. And the rush comes up, what seems to be with the case of Hetem Mitzvah by putting fat in between Shuman, which is mutter to eat, between the Chathos and the Shlomit. So you have something that's Hetem in between them, and we say that the Hetem is Mitzvah to the Easter. Neither, ne- either way, the answer does not seem to be so strong. It seems, again, and we see this from the Gemara in Chulun, that it's talking about a case of Tam Kitar, but nevertheless, the Gemara here views this as Hetem Mitzvah of the Easter. So now, continuing in the Gemara, the Gemara says, Verabona. What are they going to going to do with this? Now the Rabbanon also have this chatos over here that says had to mitzvah is a tzrichet. The says they need it. The ikatav rochanim gabi chatos had it simply written in by chatos havamina nazir lo atamino. I would have thought I can't learn out of nazir to other Eastern mishabat Torah mishum the nazir mikodshim lo yalfinon because you can't learn out from chatos to other things. Chatos is kodshim and kodshim might have unique rules. And since Kachim have unique rules, we're not going to learn from Chathas to other Eastern Mishnah Torah. So I couldn't have written it simply by Chathas. Had it just written it by Nazir, that Nazir is an unusual case also. Why? Because its Isurim are very stringent. Why is that? Even the pits of the grapes are also. Not only is the grape also, but even the pits. So maybe the reason that Tom Kikar applies by Nazir is because its Isur is so stringent. Therefore, we can't learn Echatras from it. So I needed it in both of these cases because independently, I could not have learned one from the other. And therefore, they're not Shnei Ketuvim Kaim Echat. But Rav Kiva says back to you, Rav Kiva, No, he says, I don't need them. You're right. Had you just written Chatas, I wouldn't have learned Nazir from it because I can't learn out of Kodshim. The Chulim Kodshim If you have it by Nazir, you can learn out Nazir from it. I mean, if you have Nazir, you can learn out Chathas from it. We learn out all other Yisurim from Nazir. Nazir has application everywhere else. So why don't you, you can say the same thing over here. And therefore, when Chathas comes along and teaches us Hetem Mitzvah Yisur, it's based Ketuvim Abayim Ke'echad. You have two Pesukim that are teaching the same thing, and therefore it's going to limit Hetem Mitzvah Yisur to these unique cases. So now, the Gemara says, Rabban Ramilcha Chathas, Hetem Mitzvah Yisur, V'chulim Mikachon L'Gamrinan, Right? So that's, no, the Rabbana are going to say, no, by Chathos, we're going to use the term to teach us Heter Mitzvah Leisur. And that's going to be V'chulim Mikachim Lagarminim. That will be limited to the world of Kodshim. So Heter Mitzvah Leisur will be a principle that's only used in the world of Kodshim, but not used in the world of Chulin. Umishras, the term by Nazar of Mishra, Litain Tamki Igar, will teach us Tamki Igar, Umikanatan Dan, the Chulishim Shatorim. For there you learn out all the other places in the Torah. 
But Rabbi Kiva is going to say, Tarbeil Heter Mitzvah Leiser that both of these psukim, both by Chatas and by Nazir, it's Heter Mitzvah Leiser. Rabbi Shnei Tuvim Abayim Kechad. We two psukim that are come to teach you the same thing. Rabbi Shnei Tuvim Abayim Kechad Em Lamdim, and it will not expand Heter Mitzvah Leiser beyond Chatas and Nazir. So Amar Leiravashi, the Rabbi Kana, the Hadatanya. What are you going to do with the Brisa? Mikol Hashia Semi Gefana Yayin. The Pesach says that anything that's made from wine, limit at least three Nazir Shein Mitzvah from Zem Zeh. So we know that different types of the Yisurim by Nazir, grapes and wine and Shechar, will all be mitzvahs to make up the Yisur. You don't have to have one of them. So if Rabbi Akiva has the principle that Mishras teaches us that Heter is mitzvah, even something that's totally mutar, it joins in with these Yisurim to create an Yisur. What do you have to teach me? That Yisurim, major Yisurim, can come together. If they're already Yisur, they have to come together. That's it. So that's the Gemara says. Heter mitzvah, Yisur, 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 Miboy, you have to teach me about it? So the Gemara says, no, there's a difference. When you want to do heter mitzvah isur, you have to eat them in a single shot. Meaning that if you want to be mitzvah bread to the wine, you have to eat that kezayis the bread and wine in one shot. Whereas isur li isur, if you're talking about different isurim like wine and grapes and sheichar, all these different things and chartzan and zagim, if you want to be mitzvah them together to a kezayis, you don't have to eat them in one shot. You have to eat them after You eat them after one after the other. As long as it's within pras, they will be mitzvah to create an isur. So there still is a difference between Heter Mitzvah Yisur and Yisur Mitzvah Yisur. By Heter Mitzvah Yisur, that can only happen when you do it Bavadachas, when you have it in one swallow. Whereas Yisur Mitzvah Yisur is even when they are sequential, even when you eat them separately, as long as they're within the context of Kadei Achilat Prash. Now what are you going to do with Rabbi Shimon, the late slate Siruf? Rabbi Shimon, we know early in the uh, in the Mishnah, he was told us in his Nazir, what did he teach us in the early in the Mishnah's Nazir? That there is no shear for Malkus. Even a kosher who gets Malkus. So he doesn't need a shear here. So he doesn't need Heter Mitzvah Yisur over here. So what is he going to do with the Itzmin Kolashay Yasemi Gefen Ayayin? He doesn't need Siruf of all these different Yisurim to create a, a Kazayis. Why? Because he doesn't require Kazayis at all. It's my Darish base. So what is he going to do with that puzzle? Mikolashay Yasemi Gefen Ayayin. Mechami Bailei La Olam Enu Nazir Chazir Mikulan. He uses that to teach his principle that you're not a Nazir until you're Nazir Mikulan. I mean, if you take a Stam Nazirut, then you're Asur in everything. Whereas if you enumerate the parts of the Nizirut, the Rabbanon, or the Tanakhama believes in those Mishnayos, that if you take any one of these Yisurim on, it brings on all the other Yisurim. But Rabbi Shimon says, no, until you explicitly enumerate, if you start to enumerate the Yisurim Nizirut, you have to enumerate every one of them in order to create a Nizirut. Either you say Nazir Stam, and then you become a Nazir, or if you want to say Nazir, you have to say Yain, Tiklach, Tumat, you have to you have to enumerate all the items that are mentioned in the Psukim. So that's what Rabbi Shimon uses this to teach us, and therefore, because he, he doesn't need it for Yisr Mitzvah Yisr, so therefore he uses it to teach us that when you take a Nezirut, you have to enumerate all the items if you don't take it as a Nezirut stamp.